deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, I was hoping you would join me in a rousing rendition of a happy birthday to a fictional character. What do you say? Sure. Do we have, do we, you want me to sing? (laughs) You want me to sing? You want me to, well. You want me to sing? We we could both do it, but, 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 but sure. It's, it's, hey, it's Harry Potter's birthday. Happy happy birthday is a very long, very, very slow tempo song. Do we have like a fast version that we can do? Um... Like, uh, like, like that one that's like, happy, happy birthday from all of us to you. Please your name is Harry Potter. And that is really cool. Yeah. Okay. I think we got Perfect. it. I think we did it. We did it. Done it. Did it. Ship it. <laughs> Nailed it. Swish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. We are recording this, I guess, a day after. So, oops. Sorry. Uh, well, Harry. yeah. I mean, it's a day after Harry's harry potter potter's birthday and i'm kind of sh- shedding a single tear over here because it's also my birthday tomorrow it's your birthday hey happy happy birthday from all of us to you oh thank Liz. you thank you very much uh yeah we so so we you know we're kind of like in the in, in like the birthday zone it's harry's birthday it's your birthday and it's jk rowling's birthday Right. That that is a detail that I forget every single year. Um, n- now, I, I mean, I mentioned this before the show, but this is our second, our second Harry Potter's birthday on the Shriekcast. As it well. is. Yeah, we've been doing this for long enough now. Y- y- you were saying like, oh, I thought we did that already, and then remembered like, oh wait, I mean, we did, but a year has passed. Yeah, yeah. And the detail that I always forget is that Harry's birthday is the same as J.K. Rowling's birthday. I I I always forget that, especially because here here's my problem. I get mixed up between um there's Harry Potter's birthday, which everyone mm-hmm. celebrates on online, but there's also like the anniversary of the publishing, which is not super long. Like I, like far I away. Feel like I feel like that's new. I feel like that's a new one the publisher is trying to pull in the last <laughs> few years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're just maybe, seeing like, if it's ah, gonna it's work the, out. Yeah, yeah, but so I always get those confused because it's like basically the same thing. Because Harry Potter is not real, so like Harry Potter's birthday, it's all very confusing. It's it's all also all tied up in the like um, the 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 discourse I love seeing uh, on Harry Potter's birthday is people doing like a friendly reminder. Uh, Harry, you don't get your Hogwarts letter on your eleventh birthday. It just so happened that Harry did because his birthday was <laughs> was like close to the beginning of term or whatever yeah that, that's good that's like a call out, a call out to to all those you know harry potter parents that that give give the hogwarts letter as a gift to their their kids on their 11th birthday or like yeah. give give the the book to their kids on the yeah, 11th not, birthday it's all a little it's all a little muddled i would say yeah not real fans uh so it's it's kind of sad though because you know this is J.K. Rowling's birthday and I think she's usually kind of like made kind of a big deal out of it um, uh, you know, online. She's like, said, "Oh, thank you." I think um, uh, you know, I think I think similar to like the the Hogwarts uh, Battle of Hogwarts anniversary, she's like typically like revealed some stuff uh, on on her birthday. 
Um, but I, 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 you know, she's she's still gone. She ain't here. Uh, Maybe she just ran out of stuff to she reveal. Just ran out of stuff to, to reveal. I don't think that's possible. We're talking about J.K. Rowling here. She can always invent some new stuff to reveal. I mean, that's implying that she's inventing it as she goes. <laughs> no, you're right. She planned it all out. Uh, I, I'm just trying to think. Like, like you know, I, I swear we've like maybe seen some some stuff but like you know what is what does jk rowling do on her birthday and i'm really sad that we're not getting that window into into her life this year i think the only thing we really know about jk rowling at the moment is that she uh um she's like still fighting with the council or like i think maybe it's been resolved finally like they're finally trimming that fucking hedge around her house right they have to close down the whole street or whatever to to bring in crews of landscapers to trim the hedge yeah, but I don't I don't think we really have ever gotten like a window into like what is it she does for her birthday? Like does she buy another tree house? Uh does she like uh turn another landmark into a into a residential building? Like what what uh you know, what do you do when you're when you're JK Rowling and it's your birthday rolls around? We can only speculate. We can only speculate, but we can we can know for sure uh what JK Rowling's friends are doing for her birthday. Mm. Uh, this is maybe my favorite headline of all time. Uh, Jake, or, or, excuse me. Uh, Emma Watson sends J.K. Rowling sexy photo for her birthday. <laughs> Which, very thoughtful, Emma. Very thoughtful, Emma. Uh, the actual he- so that's like the the Google headline, and then when you click through, it says <laughs> Emma Watson gives J.K. Rowling a sexy and scary photo for her birthday oh so it's a, a little, little fright it's a little it's a little of both but um do you know what the photo is like which photo it's referring to because yeah, there's some I, more I saw, here i saw the tweet and i know i've seen that photo before but i couldn't for the life of me remember what it's from well so it's y- y- we've seen um part of it before it's from it's clearly from last year's halloween party whatever halloween party they attended because it's jk rowling in her sans undertale makeup that she had as her profile picture for a oh, while right and and emma watson was wonder woman and uh ivana lynch was a cat <laughs> just like like, like the, the effort in all of these costumes is like kind of in descending order here in this photo those are the three costumes yeah, Sans Undertale, Wonder Woman, and and Sexy Cat. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to choose this year for Halloween. Uh, uh, Sans Undertale, I think, is a good is a good one always for sure. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so so you know, what a thoughtful a thoughtful uh, gift from Emma Watson. Uh, here is a, a a sexy photo of us. <laughs> Just a really weird headline. Sexy and scary. This isn't even from like, I don't know, like that's the kind of thing you'd expect from like a like a saucy blog, you know, that would try to like get some clickbait in in on this. But this is USA Today. This is like a Mm. newspaper that was like the best headline here uh, (laughs) is to imply that Emma Watson sent JK Rowling nudes for her birthday. Uh, So good job, I guess, USA Today. They're really, really, uh, uh, 
doing doing some work over there. No, no. Did you see this? Did this come up on like your Google alert? Like, did you see this initially from that headline? And just, yes. And, and I'm just wondering, like, kind of a play by play of how that made you feel because that really does. <laughs> it that really does that kind is, of imply that, doesn't it? It's like yeah, I sent you my boudoir what, photos for right, your birthday. Like, I I I I just had this like because yeah, it, it came up in my my Google News alerts. Uh, and, and all I saw was, was Emma Watson sends JK Rowling sexy photo. <laughs> and I was, I really went through a roller coaster of emotions there. And I was like, this is going to be, I was like, they, they, cause, I, cause like I, it, it was like, a, it was like an overnight thing. Like I, like I woke up, I checked my phone, I saw this and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to log on. And this is, this is going to be it. This is like going to be my entire day is is whatever this photo is and i'm I'm gonna like log into the shrieking shack account and like 50 people will have sent me emma watson's sexy photo for joe but it turns <laughs> out you know it was entirely fabricated and 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 just a, a saucy headline so i i kind of got disappointed in the end that that's what the picture was like i i wanted this to be some really weird scandal i get or not even a scandal just like weird like like what the fuck is emma watson doing uh thing but it, it was just 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 a halloween photo yeah I mean, I mean that would be that would be really something if like it was like kind of a misunderstanding like i think that it's kind of like in the popular culture that, that maybe you'd send send a kind of like a sexy picture to your to your partner for their birthday like mm-hmm. you know happy birthday here here's a here's a saucy photo and it's like yeah. Emma watson kind of misunderstood <laughs> it's like, just it's like that's what just what you do that's what you do no, she's she, Emma Watson is just like detached, like just detached enough that like she doesn't like understand the euphemism birthday suit completely correctly. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, here's here's me in my birthday suit. You you send a nude to everyone on their birthday. That's just uh, what you do. Just a, just a little bit of a sexy mix up. <laughs> just a sexy misunderstanding from Emma Watson. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. Yeah, uh, so so thank you, USA Today, for that fucking bizarre headline. We have, uh, I guess, like, uh, a couple other just, like, little tidbits of news here that aren't birthday-related. Um, sure. Uh, some people got stuck on that Harry Potter ride. No! At Universal. <laughs> there's, Darn! There's some very good helicopter footage of some people stuck on the, on the uh, Hippogriff Adventure, or the... Oh, oh, sorry, the Hagrid's motorcycle adventure ride. So that's um, why wizards know what helicopters are. <laughs> right, yeah, they have to bring them in to rescue people from, from roller coaster accidents. <laughs> uh, it seems like everyone's fine. Uh, they, 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 you know, they got them out of there. But there's just some very good aerial photography of the Harry Potter uh, theme park that I, I appreciated here. Wonderful. And uh, And then finally we have a little... A little op-ed here. I spent the time between landing my first teaching job and the first day of the school year dreaming about a Harry Potter-themed classroom. It was obvious that I would decorate my space like a classroom straight out of Hogwarts. Not only was I obsessed with the series, but my students also read Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for their summer reading assignment. It seemed perfect that when they walked into the classroom on the first day of seventh grade... They would enter a place where learning was magical and where books could come alive. After all, wasn't that my job as their English teacher? Hmm. 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 I wanted to go beyond <laughs> decorating. So first, <laughs> we're going beyond 
<laughs> we're not just putting a toilet basilisk in. We are we are going going whole hog here. Right. Uh, since they read the book over the summer, I thought I could really make Harry Potter part of the curriculum. There was so much we could do. I was eager to analyze symbols, compare oh, books hell to the yes. films, and listen to podcasts. What? <laughs> I'm gonna. There's seventh graders. There's seventh. Wait, my seventh grader. They assigned Harry Potter over the summer. Sorcerer's Stone for seventh graders. I think I I had to read Animal Farm over that summer. Old when I read Harry Potter, maybe seven. Sorcerer's Stone, Except, except for this last time. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, I would leave no sorcerer's stone unturned when it came to including Harry Potter in my classroom. (laughs) These plans all disappeared as quickly as leprechaun gold when another teacher informed me that some of my incoming students were not allowed to read Harry Potter. Realizing how uncomfortable a themed classroom would make these students, I rolled up my poster and stowed away my wands. Mm, Despite the few students. Despite the few students who couldn't join in on the phenomenon surrounding the boy wizard, I had other students who asked when we would talk about Harry Potter. They put in the work. They tracked Harry's hero's journey. They analyzed the importance of Hagrid's character. Uh, That work shouldn't be for nothing. I was eager to teach lessons centered on Harry Potter, but I couldn't exclude those who weren't allowed to read it. This was the same problem all teachers face, the balance between the one and the many. (laughs) I don't dying i've told this story one million times on the podcast but i am returning to to the time i had a social studies teacher be like i'm not allowed to show you this but we're watching saving private ryan but instead of that it's seventh graders talking about harry potter i shouldn't be showing you this i shouldn't be showing you this but this is the chamber of secrets movie I decided to incorporate Harry Potter in smaller ways. Ah, so direct action. Mm -hmm. A little acts of resistance here. As an activity on the second day of school, the students took a sorting hat quiz. As soon as I told the class they would be sorted into... uh, uh, Wait. As soon as I told the class that they would be sorted like Harry Potter and his friends, a hand shot up. I didn't read it, one student announced. I explained that it was a personality (laughs) quiz and didn't require any knowledge of the book or witchcraft. This this is not real. I do not believe this person. This is all fabricated. If if this is real, this is bonkers. Like, I I cannot imagine. Like, so we 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 read a lot of stories on like the subreddit about like parents who like force Harry Potter on like their one kid, right? (laughs) But this is someone who is going the extra mile and like forcing Harry Potter on like twenty kids that they're teaching that they're like supposed to be like teaching your entire school year or whatever I don't, just... I don't know how i feel about administering a personality test on seventh graders <laughs> what could possibly go wrong <laughs> uh i uh they were skeptical but obliged it was an opportunity to build community i wanted to show how people with different personalities and values make up one classroom uh students continued to ask are we going to talk about harry potter i felt crushed i wanted to tell them that i wanted to talk about the book too (laughs) unfortunately i couldn't eventually i took the students to the library to discuss the book i explained that there would be different discussion questions for students who didn't read it 
I didn't read Harry Potter, one of them shouted. Sometimes 12-year-olds are terrible at listening to directions. <laughs> apparently, apparently some like 20 or 30-somethings are terrible at listening to directions also, if this is anything <laughs> to go by. After explaining again, it went smoothly. This was another successful way of incorporating Harry Potter in a way that catered to the students who wanted to talk about the book without alienating students who couldn't read it. This is... Mm. Uh, ultimately, having a classroom where the students felt welcome was more important than having a room that apparated students to Hogwarts when they opened the door. Hey, uh, just a little, you know, if you're so into Harry Potter, I think you should know you can't apparate into Hogwarts. You can't apparate into Hogwarts. That's Absolutely not. That's in Hogwarts a history. Uh, so suck on that one, teacher. Uh, even if it's not part a key part of my decor or or lessons, Harry Potter is still integral to building relationships with students. Harry Potter isn't the first thing you see when you enter my classroom, but it is there. It is in the students who get to class early to ask my opinion of Fantastic Beasts, the Crimes of Grindelwald. It's in the drawings they excitedly show me of Nifflers. Harry <sighs> Potter is within them, but why on earth should that mean that it is not real? The story isn't real, right? <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> Please tell me it's not real. What? I just here's the here's the thing. I I, I get the impulse you have to disbelieve this because you know we get a lot of these like fake ass like I showed Harry Potter to my kids or so or whatever stories. But like normally when someone fabricates one of these, it's like it, they fabricate one where everything goes right. Yeah, I guess like, there's no like epic triumph at the end here. I mean, yeah. I guess it kind of is, right? Because it's sort like, oh, they're of. drawing Nifflers and asking me about the crimes of Grindelwald film. Yeah, but there's no like, like I feel like if this was a uh, if this was like one of the typical like fake stories we see like this, it would be like, uh, I became a teacher and decorated my classroom like Hogwarts, and now all my students call me Dumbledore. Uh, and we we drink butterbeer every recess, right? right like it would yeah. it would be it would be like the pure fantasy version. So was she going or, or is, is it a woman that wrote this? Yes. Uh, yes. This is a, a woman who wrote this kind of kind of showing my own bias here. Um, <laughs> was she planning on teaching Harry Potter the entire year? Is it just, oh a, just a, Harry, a Harry Potter all year extravaganza? Did she did, did was that like her career goal? was like, I'm going to teach seventh grade, and every year I will get to teach 30 kids about Sorcerer's Stone. And, and like, like that's it. My life is set. I, I, I think it's fine to teach from source books like that. Like, you, yeah. could ta- you could talk about the themes and the symbols. Totally. In, but it seems a little bit of a extreme focus on that story for, for those kids, huh? <laughs> Just just maybe a slightly uh uh heavy-handed fixation with One it of those maybe kids just wants to read the outsiders <laughs> that's just how what kids a- are <laughs> one of those kids exactly one of those kids was excited to read the great gatsby absolutely that's got one. themes and symbols and characters they, i'm i'm gonna decorate my classroom like west egg uh we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna I'm going to put a, a green light uh, in the window and we're going to um, we're going to 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 uh, put a big billboard with some eyeglasses on it outside the classroom and th- that stares at the kids all day so they don't talk. It'll be great. That does that does sound great, actually. I'm liking that. 
liking that a lot. Uh, all right, then. Well, uh, let's let's uh, let's do a little bit of uh, classroom uh, reading of our own and talk about our assigned chapter for the week. Yeah, OK, but are seventh graders listening to podcasts in class now? <sighs> Can you imagine like you? you Oh, that's so so dark like the thing is <laughs> hey if you're a teacher and you're listening to this uh, uh uh don't don't make them listen to the shrieking shack because you will get in trouble i'm sure um they can find it on their on their own but like what podcasts are are like seventh graders being assigned like are people doing like they're are people doing book reports on on my brother my brother and me like what's going on there yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's just like such a mysterious throwaway line in there that I'm just like, what Harry Potter ca- podcast were they? What was she planning on on having them listen to? <laughs> Certainly not us. Not us, probably. Uh, uh, I'm sure. No, she couldn't do sacred texts, probably, because that's that's probably crossing a couple of lines. Um, I don't know if they cuss in binge mode or whatever that one is. Potterless, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. There's so I, many to choose the from. Podcast. A smorgasbord of Harry Potter podcasts to select so for your seventh graders. There's so many out there, but but yeah, I, I'm I'm I mean I don't know. I I weaselled my way into like doing a couple of book reports on video games when I was in okay, like, middle and high school. Okay, but that's different than being assigned them. Yeah, that's to, true. To play and then do a report on. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's 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 my own uh, uh, student cunning uh, right. <laughs> uh, at work. Uh, and, and rather than like a teacher saying like, you know what you should do? Can you write a, a book report on Halo 2 for me? Uh, <laughs> really, uh, I really um, dashing my dreams of my Halo 2 classroom. <laughs> you just walk into the classroom and it just says Slayer. <laughs> Can't believe they don't let me do that. Okay, we can we can look at our reading. Um, this is kind of it. our this is kind of our tryout, right? We got to talk about these themes, these symbols, uh, these characters, so that one. That's day right. We can, this is we welcome. Can, uh, well, welcome to our new segment. <laughs> Are we smarter than some seventh graders? Welcome, class. Um, it's time to read chapter twenty nine, entitled "Career Advice." Um, Harry is very upset about what he saw in the pensive from from the last chapter we read. He um, he kind of right here at the top, he lies to Hermione about um, how Snape told him that he just didn't have to practice occlumency anymore. Rather, he had to practice, but he, he just was done with his lessons. So he doesn't have to go back because um, Snape is not going to teach him anymore. Um, Hermione's pretty upset about this and is like, I don't I don't know. That doesn't sound right to me. Um, and, and she's also kind of pestering. Um, him and Ron about exams coming up because they're right around the corner. She makes uh, both Ron and Harry some planners and and also kind of talks to Harry and is like, oh, are you upset about Cho? And he's like, no, I'm not upset about Cho, on and on. Um, Harry is just really spending a lot of time thinking about how how messed up it was what he saw in that pensive and and how much he did not like what he saw uh, in his dad um, and also in, in Sirius and, and Lupin um, and and was kind of disgusted by the way that James and Lily kind of talked to each other and is like wondering how they, they could have ever, ever gotten married. And it's just kind of shattered his entire um, 
what what he kind of thought of his parents um and he's just like he's very upset about it um he is in the library uh when and i I believe he's alone and and jenny comes in and talks to him uh and she also kind of asks like oh are you are you upset about cho i think she's pretty upset too and he says no um, I'm upset about other things. I really just need to talk to Sirius. And, and she's she's very cool and, and doesn't doesn't really bother him about why or anything like that. Um, but she says, you know, you can do anything that you put your mind to. Um, thanks, Ginny. Thanks, Ginny. Um, and there is like an announcement later on, or, or rather on the bulletin board, some time kind of goes by, uh, that every student uh, in fifth year is going to have to have a meeting with their head of house to discuss their their future career options so they can kind of pick their electives for, for the next year. Um, Harry tells Hermione that he wants to talk to Sirius because he kind of has his mindset on it now. Uh, Hermione tells him that that's dumb. Um, Fred and George show up to to say they'll create a diversion so that Harry can can use his special lockpick knife that he got from Sirius, I think last year, like book four, um, to to break into Umbridge's office and use her flu to 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 give Sirius a call. Um, Hermione again just kind of like is appealing to Ron to tell Harry that that's a dumb plan. Uh, Harry in that moment is reminded of Mr. And Mrs. Weasley. Um, and Ron tells Hermione that Harry can make up his own mind. Uh, the next day, Harry's pretty resolved to carry out the plan. Uh, Hermione will not let it go. It's like, you can't, you shouldn't do that. And she gives some, some pretty compelling reasons why, um, you know, Dumbledore left the school to protect him and he's put it, he's, he's jeopardizing that. Um, he's jeopardizing Sirius on and on and on. Um, there is also a moment where Harry looks out the window and sees that Hagrid is, is still, still injured and having a rough time. So that's just kind of leaving that plot open. Like, remember that's happening. Um, Harry sees Snape the first time after the incident with the pensive, uh, in his class, uh, and Snape is just, is ignoring him, but also acting really nasty to him. Uh, his, Harry's potion gets, gets broken and Snape gives him a zero for the day, um, Harry then has his meeting with McGonagall about his his career options. Umbridge is there in the room uh, and is being annoying. Harry says that um, she he uh, wants to be an Auror. Umbridge kind of interrupts and says that there's no way he's not passing his her class. Um, and McGonagall tells Umbridge that uh, he's very good at defense against the dark arts as long as he ha- he has a competent teacher and she'll make sure he becomes an Auror. Friend George. Uh, later that day, do create their their big diversion, uh, and Harry breaks into Umbridge's office and fire calls Sirius. Uh, Lupin is there, goes and gets Sirius. Harry tells the story of what he saw. Um, Sirius basically says, like, it's all okay. Yeah, we were really dumb, but we were just kids, and and uh, Snape and James were just, like, long longtime enemies. You know what that's like. Lupin kind of agrees. Um, Harry kind of, like, keeps kind of going on like what about this what about this he seemed horrible and and uh lupin and sirius kind of laugh it off and we're like yeah we were we were horrible we were you know 15 and harry says you know i'm i'm 15 i wouldn't treat someone like that uh the conversation doesn't really go anywhere but harry does admit like he says that snape won't teach him occlumency anymore so sirius gets really really mad um but before sirius can kind of 
basically go to Hogwarts and, and get mad at Snape um, about that uh, and says like, Harry learning occlumency is the most important thing. Like nothing else matters. That is the most important thing in the world. Uh, but Filch shows up um, and Harry has to kind of like end the call, uh, get in his invisibility cloak. Um, and he, he follows, he follows Filch down to where Umbridge has Fred and George cornered. They've created a swamp in one of the corridors. Uh, Umbridge is going to give Filch permission to use corporal punishment against them. But they say, nope, we're, we're leaving. Uh, we're not staying at the school. And they have their kind of like epic departure where they summon their brooms and they fly away and they say where they're, they're, they're like, store address in Diagon Alley. Like, come shop at our new store. Goodbye. That's the end of the chapter. I, what is this book? Mm. What's what right now? Like at the chapter we are we are currently on and 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 I was a a, a dark wizard that came in with my with my wand gun and pointed at you and said uh first of all happy birthday second mm. of all um what are the what are the themes uh uh symbols and characters of of order of the phoenix right now what what would you say um theme um you gotta get along with your enemies or they'll join evil um (laughs) two symbols um the swamp is like the ministry um that's a good one i like that one and that's that's all i know i don't know what's going on here (laughs) this is there's there are so many like competing like metaphors and ideas happening in this chapter that it it's it's kind of hard for me to wrestle with i actually don't hate all this chapter all that much i think this is much better than the ones that we have kind of been kind of slogging through recently mm-hmm. um but i think a, a huge part of that is just that like i i am enjoying uh this brief return to like the school parts of the story right like the, the school drama um and i think that harry's I, I think it resolves really poorly in this chapter with the actual conversation with Lupin and, and Sirius, but like, I really like Harry's internal conflict about his father here. Absolutely. I think that that's probably the best stuff in here. Like I, I really did appreciate that there was um, a, at least a, a long, like some time was spent talking about how, I mean, that this is like, <laughs> It's so basic that this is like a, a thing that Harry Potter deals with, but it, mm-hmm. it is good when it deals with it well, where it's like Harry, like his, his, what he thinks of adults is, is constantly challenged. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that his character is best when, when that's happening. Mm hmm. So, like, the first half of this chapter is very good with Harry's kind of, like, crisis of faith over over what he what he, he imagined his dad was like. I really like all that stuff where he was like, all this time people have been comparing me to my dad. And I, and I thought that and every time someone would do that, it would make me feel so good and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I see him and I hate him, right? Yeah. 
like, like yeah. and, and even and, like not not trying to like get too like broad about the stuff that happens like in this chapter because i know this is like skipping ahead a lot but even in the conversation with lupin and sirius which i think was bad like i did not yeah. like that scene um but harry's focus on not just the act that james did in the in the pensive scene it was he kept going back to like he was a show off he was horrible like i like i i saw him and i hated him like i hated who he was here um i really liked all of that stuff harry's probably harry's character here is is the best stuff that i think yeah. we've seen of harry's character at all mm-hmm, i think that's mm-hmm. all very cool i think that there and i think that makes the kind of like drawbacks of this chapter or the stuff i didn't like feel even more disappointing yeah it, it sets itself up in an interesting way and then i think fumbles the the like the, like the handoff at the end um I, I what I love so much about like this this early part of this chapter, you know, and he's always like ruminating on his dad and stuff while like Hermione and Ron are sort of talking around him about stuff is that um uh there's a really interesting aspect of Harry's like feelings on this, I think, where he he's he's sort of like two-thirds of the way there, I think, where like he he recognizes that that uh james was obnoxious in that memory mm-hmm. um but he is so focused on um uh uh like the the a the idealized image he has of like being told like oh you're just like your dad and like what that means to him positively but also like never stops to think like am i like that ever because harry is, is you know often pretty pretty obnoxious right like he is he he's maybe not not as outwardly proud as james was in 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 that memory but like he certainly is is a little you know conceited at times and and has made some pretty selfish and 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 rude decisions in 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 this series but he and he's not really um he's not thinking of himself here really he he's so wrapped up in this in in like the the memory of his dad and how important that is to his identity yeah i'm kind of of two minds about harry being conceited only because i think his writing has been so inconsistent because i think that this would have been a good opportunity to look at the ways that um like and even Sirius says it explicitly in in their conversation at the end here, um, where he says like, "Well, like, yeah, James was arrogant, but you got to understand he was good at everything he tried to do." And it's surprising to me that Harry isn't having that moment where it's like, "Oh yeah, I I was really good at Quidditch like the first time I picked it up," or mm-hmm. even but even asking himself that question where it's like. Does, did that make me think I'm better than other people? And that answer for him could have been no, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't go there. Yeah. I, I, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm up and down on whether that's like a weakness in the writing or whether that's a strength of the writing in terms of like, is he just not there yet? Right. Like he is maybe not reached that level of self-awareness. Right. Sure. Sure. Like that's, that's reasonable. I think for a 15 year old to like, not, not think that way right Mm -hmm. yeah not be that introspective um but like the scene is great i love i love the uh this this detail of like 
when Hermione brings up Cho, Ron starts going off on Marietta and like <laughs> Harry is just relieved because he can just nod and, and say like, yep, mm-hmm, and, and like not actually engage in this conversation. That's a really fun detail. Um, so like this, this stuff is cute. I, 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 I like the setup of this chapter and I, I, I appreciate that this is like, I, I like all the, the, the like exam and career advice prep stuff going on. Like Hermione invented Google calendars for them, which is really funny. Uh, there's, there's just some cute stuff going on here. Yeah. I, I liked that Hermione was very focused on exams. I think that that's a believable part of her character. I did not like the comparison to um, Hermione acting like Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, what the fuck is going on with, like, the Ron and Hermione stuff here? Um, the romance is ro- booming. Ah, ro- ro- it's, it is just just so romantic. I, I, I love it. I love it, quote unquote. It, it, is, it is always uh, very uh, crying Michael Jordan to me uh, to whenever, like, the bickering, like, old, an old married couple comparison gets trotted out, but, like... It's not actually like cute bickering. It's like, oh, you you people fucking hate each other, right? right like, like you, you you are just being cruel to each other and have have different values and and are not yeah. compatible in any way and not sure why you even talk to each other in the first place. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. There's there there's there's a difference between those two things, and and this is trying to be one and is definitely more like the other. Um. Let's talk about Ginny. Ginny watch. This is probably the most important Ginny watch moment Mm. in the entire series. Mm -hmm. Um, Because this is her famous quote. Here it is. This is it. You can go, you can go on the damn and buy a poster of this quote. Wait, can you really? I think. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Are there shirts? I want a shirt of this quote. It's so beautiful. Let's go. Let's find out. Shall we? Yeah. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Shop. I always, I always forget that there's a Pottermore shop where you can buy eBooks, audiobooks, and gifts. (laughs) You, You can, you can also buy those like Marauders posters that have very interesting interpretations of those characters. They just look like the Kings of Leon to me. Wait, did they take everything away because of the new? Oh, have they have they revamped it? Oh no! Oh, this is tragic. Where where am I gonna get my Ginny quote poster? Wait, let's let's search. Hold on, I'm I'm okay. Ginny uh, quote shirt or Ginny quote poster. Ginny quote poster. Lots of red bubble results, but I'm looking for the mm. real shit. I'm looking I for. I think they got rid of all the real shit with the Pottermore move. Oh, this is so they, tragic. They are Official. only selling. They're only selling audiobooks and ebooks. <sighs> okay, because we're missing out on the Ginny quote posters. We're missing out on the always Doe Patronus Snape posters. Hmm. I can't this, think of yeah. what other merch they had. We have Etsy, we have Redbubble, but no, no, no real shit. They got rid of all the the real shit. Oh my god, this is this is tragic. Did they put it on the new website? 
What's the new website wait, called? I if already I search, forgot. Wait, no, if I search, okay, if I search Ginny, Ginny Weasley <laughs> quote shirt uh-huh. on Google and then go to shopping, sure. uh, the number one result is a shirt that says, uh, I'm assuming this is, wait, what is this? It's, yeah, it takes me to the official Elizabeth Warren store. Uh, <laughs> to buy a shirt that says persist. That's not Ginny Weasley. Ginny Weasley says persist. Nevertheless, she persisted in Massachusetts and Alaska and everywhere in between. Show off your local pride and give Elizabeth Warren your support in these U.S. made union printed T-shirts uh okay thank you very much google for that assume well okay you know i wait okay hang on a second okay so so if i keep scrolling through this shopping results uh page the next shirt is uh is 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 a a red bubble shirt um with the quote so Mm -hmm. that tracks sure i the the third result here is an Etsy shirt that says I lick, swallow, and suck. Wait, what the fuck? Why is Pottermore done this oh, to us? I okay, I lick I okay, I lick the salt, and, and the salt is in very small letters. Uh I swallow the tequila and I suck the lime. But it, they've they've re, they've arranged the font so it looks like a sex thing. That's, Why that's is this Ginny's in the result other, for Ginny? Other famous quote. That's, that's Ginny that's, Weasley's that's her, famous quote. That's her quote from Cursed Child. Uh, everyone's like that. Just feels like fan fiction. <laughs> it's like sometimes I can see what they mean. <laughs> Ginny Weasley's famous quote: "I lick, swallow, and suck." Wait. But she's talking about tequila right? shots. Yeah, because if if we can remember, it's like there's that that really really powerful scene of of harry potter disowning um his son um for, right, for rejecting yeah. his baby blanket um and you might be like where was Ginny during all of that and it's she was at the bar doing tequila shots she was yeah she was doing shots oh my god well okay so yeah Ginny, this scene i it is really funny to me that this quote has become the institution that that it has when she's talking about like like going into a classroom i guess we should read the quote huh oh yeah that's probably good did we not oops i don't think so let me find i mean everyone know everyone knows the famous the famous Ginny quote um she's she says uh because it was so different in context than i was expecting just by how much i've seen it elsewhere um let me it's so it's so nothing that I can't even find it. I completely like blitzed past it on my first read of this chapter. Okay, it's also because she's just talking about Fred and George. She says, yeah. the thing about growing up with Fred and George, said Jenny thoughtfully, is that you sort of start thinking anything's possible if you've got enough nerve. She's talking about Fred and George. She's not talking about herself. <laughs> what like <She's>... what? <laughs> I'm so upset. I was really expecting this quote to be like her epic moment, but she doesn't even do anything. No, this is, this is, she's not talking about like her, her own cool 
self-actualization she's talking about damn my brothers are kind of kind of nice with it yeah like i'll see if my brothers can help you out and i think this is such like this is not necessarily on the book itself i I mean the scene Mm. is kind of nothing but like I, I really feel like I've been sold this idea of like badass Ginny that's like perfect for Harry and on and on. And it's all been centered around this quote. So I would have expected this to be like this, this moment where Ginny helps Harry achieve his goal. Right. And it's interesting yeah. because this is Harry's first scene with Ginny like alone other than mm. like chamber of secrets like rescuing her from the snake or or whatever right, right. Uh, like th- this is you know uh, like older she's older she's like a d- completely different character if you ask me because she's just like ha- we had that moment at the beginning of this book where it was just like oh she doesn't have a crush on you so she's a different character now um, <laughs> that was her whole life that, yep she's she's different now um so this is kind of our honestly like our first moment really seeing her interact with harry one-on-one um and it, and it's at a key part where he is sp- like kind of splitting from from ron and hermione we've seen harry interact with like a lot of different people in this book it's not just him hermione and ron like constantly together or or even constantly fighting in this particular case it's like they don't understand him or can't give him what he needs other than maybe ron who who mostly is just like well let harry do what he wants um mm-hmm. so jenny sits down to get to give him this advice but it isn't even like yeah i'll help you break into umbridge's office like that that could have been a thing for them to do together but instead it's like yeah my brothers can help you maybe you can do anything <laughs> you put your mind to harry bye yeah I learned that from my psycho YouTuber brothers. Yeah. Well, which it, it, which in a way is 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 completely perfect because that is the exact kind of like nothing platitude that like YouTuber bros would would say like like oh I'm the fastest I'm the fastest wizard alive. I'm the quickest I put money on it. I'm the quickest wizard alive. I could do whatever I can put my mind to. Uh, Fred and George would right? go like, on Fox Business. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They opened, promote, opened, their, their, opened new... their joke shop and they got a brick and mortar store in Diagon Alley. Um yeah. somehow. <laughs> with with without with with uh whatever's left over from their R and D money. Right, yeah. But yeah, this 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 scene yeah, it was disappointing to realize that like that was the extent of Ginny's character here because like like what what Harry is wrestling with here is super interesting. This like idea that he wants to to like contact uh 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 um you know uh lupin and, and and Sirius and talk about the stuff uh i i i will say um i finally sort of barely understand the criticism uh uh why doesn't harry use the mirror i i, I get it now um i don't I don't quite understand why this elaborate plan was necessary when Harry has a like like Harry is already compromising his values by doing this. So this argument that that you know that, that I've been making for the longest time that like the reason he doesn't use the mirror is because he is taking a stance for, with himself on Sirius 
I'm a little confused by, I guess. Yeah, it kind of pushes it in the other direction, which is tends to be people who kind of stand up for Harry not using the mirror, which is just that Harry's character trait is that he's unobservant and doesn't doesn't think very good. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough, I suppose. I just had this moment where I was like, okay, wait a minute. I do sort of now understand why why people bring this up because it's like this 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 is a very elaborate plan getting getting Ginny to get to her brothers to make a distraction so he can go into umbridge's office to use the uh the fireplace which is somehow less compromising than using the mirror i guess he doesn't know he doesn't know what it is at this point other than sirius told him it will contact him so maybe maybe it's just that he doesn't realize what it is exactly he doesn't realize that it's it's a smartphone yeah, I guess so. I, I really like still want to defend it, but I think it's only because I'm I'm too like personally bought into the tragedy uh, uh, like of Sirius in this book because oh, it's sure. like the only good thing that I'm still clinging to. <laughs> no, I think I think that's fair. I, I I think I think that I I think that the 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 uh. I, th- I think that he, Harry doesn't pr- probably doesn't actually know what it does. I guess because because all Sirius says is if you need me use this, but Harry never unwraps it. Right. Like he's not he doesn't know what it is. I believe so. And and I suppose that's like he doesn't need him. Right. Like that's not it's not I'm I need help. Uh, help right, me. That's, it's, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, I'm pissed at you. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> i, I want to fight yeah yeah maybe he thinks it's like the dog button he's gonna press it and like like serious is gonna appear in dog form absolutely so he's not yeah he's not gonna open that okay yeah that 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 that's that makes sense um but yeah i think i think the funniest i, I think the like honestly the most characterful thing Ginny does here that i do like is uh she without asking starts like taking pieces off of uh, harry's chocolate egg mm-hmm. and just like eating it absentmindedly like i thought that was kind of cute and like uh the the idea of them like eating chocolate in the library in general is like a really funny like like like, like the setup of the scene is so good but then like the actual dialogue between them is just so like what okay i i just think that she's so I, I mean, I think that the real problem here is that both Harry and Ginny are written as the quote unquote default characters, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I just think that they are the most default people that can exist in a book. Uh, Harry less so because I think that he has like is having like this like conflict stuff that he's going through. But I think that the book relies a little bit too much on an assumption that of course they they would be compatible or or have like good character moments together only because they are the most like generic default people possible <laughs> like it, it is relying wholly on on our expectations um that of course we would think that Ginny is like cool and good and i and i just don't especially because it's all framed around cho which is just so painful it's like yeah. oh cho's so stupid here's Ginny now yeah here's the here's the real here's the real shit you want yeah that's mm. um career advice uh this is <sighs> this is yeah 
this is this has such potential to be cute. It it get, it um, gets um it gets there and then it just blows past the realm <laughs> of like reasonable it's too it's too self-indulgent i'm sorry it just it just goes way too far i love all the like career pamphlet stuff i like to see the side of of the school's like administrative stuff like i Mm -hmm. i i I really enjoyed the like third book like choosing elective stuff a lot and like the end where where it was like harry was like i'm just gonna pick what ron's taking um and i like all of that so it's interesting and kind of fun to see just like kind of like school admin stuff and i i like all the pamphlets i and, and things and and going over the like window into the different careers in the wizarding world um but i just i didn't know that her, that mcgonagall was going to be so epic yeah that's that's the part where it really breaks down um i i i have to ask you uh, a school question sure. just 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 based on this like career uh uh like career day that they're basically having um uh with with these pamphlets so the way that this scene is described is like okay so there's all these all, on all the notice boards like it's saying hey it's it's career advice week blah 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 you'll 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 be meeting with your head of house and kind of going over stuff but it, it it notes that that is separate from the pamphlets that are arriving that seem to be like coming from the careers themselves, like like at you know out outreach from these career outlets. Oh sure, like job like job fair type stuff yeah. that like they sent in. Uh huh. And and do you know the vibe I got from this rat like like more more so than uh, a job fairs even? Hmm. Did did you ever have to go to one of those? absolutely insane assemblies at high school where they just let the class ring companies advertise oh my god yes that is a buried memory that is is coming to the surface where that you got to sit like just not not in class for an hour and have like some like weird fucking used car salesman vibe guy Mm -hmm. try to act like these rings are cool and and like they're so important, they're they're so important to 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 your to your 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 life outside of high school. Everyone will be asking about your cool weird ring. Uh, uh, you can get like extra diamonds on it for another hundred dollars. They're an investment. There's a payment plan. How the fuck they're allowed to do this? Still, I will never know. This feels like maybe like outside of uh like. Uh, army recruitment being allowed to go onto campuses i feel like the class ring people are like maybe some of the scummiest uh, uh companies and people around that are allowed to interact with students it is honestly i have not thought of that since i was in high school and it is maybe the most outrageous thing to reconsider so- now in this moment uh, but but the thing that I was really enjoying reading these little snippets of the pamphlets that they that they got in this class is they really had that vibe like they're they're sort of like equally slimy in some ways like I really loved the um there's some really and and who knows like like so many things in in this in this series like like maybe it's just a complete accidental byproduct but I loved I, I love that the uh uh the gringotts one is so sinister 
the like are you seeking a uh, challenging career involving travel adventure and substantial danger related treasure bonuses uh <laughs> like what is is a wizard economy just like based on tomb raiding i think like what the i f- think so like like yeah we've we've gotten like because we know that bill works in egypt right as like a curse breaker yeah i I mean i think that the like i think we've talked about this how the implication is that he is in egypt like breaking into pyramids and stealing treasure for the bank stealing shit yeah which is which is super fucked up but like almost a really interesting piece of like commentary in the world building except for we're supposed to just think it's really cool and badass yeah we're probably yeah we're probably just supposed to think it's cool but like like there's that there's the um uh, you know, this is part of the Umbridge and, and McGonagall conversation, but I, I was losing my shit at the uh, the concept that the this this world is one where uh, being a cop requires a lot of education and training and rigorous screening. Uh, whereas uh, muggle liaisons, uh, it's just you just need uh, patience and fun. Like, it's just whatever. Right. Like, there's there's some very interesting stuff going on I, i'm here. back to being i i'm remembering the tiny little tidbit and i can't or or titbit if you prefer um and i can't tit-bit, and i can't yes. remember what book it was in um but it was a reference to the like lower level law enforcement like like the the wizards have cops like that are normal like beat cops right that aren't <laughs> orers and orers are somewhere between like a detective high high ranking cop and also like like a dark SWAT. like a hunt like a i guess like a but not real. they don't seem connected like nazi hunters which Ooh. is like way fucking cooler I, uh, it just can't like seem to decide what horrors are i i i i i hate to break this to you but <sighs> if i remember right i think that the uh the place that that gets uh, uh explained in the most detail is that completely psycho uh owl thing on jk rowling's website oh right because we have the options like do you call the orders or do you call a supreme court or do you call the office for magical law enforcement right and you definitely call the, the supreme court but i <laughs> just here's court. what i want to know because it, it talks in in this this chapter it discuss it like is like well harry you're gonna have to go to school like if you're gonna become an aura you're gonna need to go through like three years of schooling which to me i'm like okay that's like the police academy right um mm-hmm. do the do the aurors go to the same police academy that like the other like low-level cops go to and then like some people are in like the aura program because she also says that there hasn't been a new aura in new three aura. years like does that mean three. does that mean that, like is there no one at the police academy what <laughs> what's going right, like, on like, yeah yeah is this is this like a is this like an officer's school are, where like i, is I like, just had a brain blast i'm sorry to interrupt um oh no are no is the military I'm so I'm so confused. Like I I don't get it. <laughs> uh, Do wizards yeah, have no, a military? I, I think we find out that no, they do not. Because in the Battle of Hogwarts, it's like a bunch of teenagers and teachers. Like they don't call. They don't call. Like Dumbledore doesn't go. Like I'm calling the fucking generals in. Uh, there's. I don't think there's like a four star uh, uh, wizard general okay i mean good dismantle the military but also (laughs) 
I, but also, what's going on? It's also very weird to me that this world that is so clearly like 90% based on the real world and, and has not considered what a different or better world would look like uh, does not have a military. I mean, some, right? sometimes, and I, and I think that's, that this is oftentimes where Harry Potter almost gets to some interesting stuff is this idea that the world wouldn't be different, right? Like, like right. that, yeah. that it, like it wouldn't be a utopia if everyone just has the same attitudes. Like, like it's like fudge being a muggle, right? Like we, we are, mm-hmm. we are shown this, like this idea in the first few books where it's like, Oh, Harry is like, is, is transcending this horrible muggle world that is like, the Tories, right? Because that's who the Dursleys are, and like into this like yeah. fantastical world where everyone does magic and is whimsical and and all of that. But but really, it, it's the same. Like people people won't mm-hmm. build a better world; they will build the same world. Um, yeah, no, the, like there's so many times where it like brushes up against this really fascinating idea, like the um the the part where he sees the statue of the like the centaur and the house elf and the, the goblin looking lovingly up at the human right. right like when he's in the in the ministry like like there are these these brief glimmers of the like like an actually really interesting political angle to the story yeah but it also kind of trips over itself because it wants the muggles to be tories but then it also wants to do like a story about how wizards are racist against the muggles and it's like you i'm not <laughs> sure how you can have that both ways but <laughs> There's a lot of having it many ways in this chapter. Every this, every th- element can be anything to everything. Yeah. So so Umbridge Umbridge and 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 McGonagall have have a have an epic fight when he says that he wants to be an an Auror. Um, and this is so this is such a bummer to me because like this scene starts off so well, and then McGonagall just becomes a different person uh in this part where she like does a completely epic own on on umbridge saying like oh you're not a competent teacher which the whole thing with mcgonagall that was so good in the teacher like the teacher's inspection scene was that she was very rude and and like like you know pushing back against umbridge's bullshit but in a you know in like a very even-handed and like domineering way whereas here she just like just is like just full-on arguing with her which just seems completely like out of character yeah she's kind of been treating umbridge up until this point like like umbridge is a spoiled child right like that that has that is how how she's been acting toward her um this book came out in 2003 is this like early for for being epic as like all the rage or is this like right around around the, the right time for that <sighs> i feel like it's a little early but i guess that means that it's probably like developing in culture at this time it just was really like just having it, this book yeah. is full of it like between this moment with mcgonagall where she's like i'm going to make harry an or if it's the last thing i do and it's like epic epic ponage of umbridge um and like the part where the portrait says out loud that dumbledore has style the part where harry sees dumbledore in the doorway and is like he's so cool looking it looked very cool this book has so much of this stuff the west wing already existed (laughs) this this is the west wing (laughs) this is aaron sorkin this is this is this is yeah this is mcgonagall getting to do the uh hello i'm i'm president martin sheen and do you know what a shibboleth is oh <laughs> fucking destroyed 
Yeah, that that's fair enough. It just it feels like such a bummer because it feels cheap. It feels cheap to McGonagall. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with the character having this motivation of being like, I mean, that's pretty normal. Like, a, I'm going to do this out of spite, right? Like, I'm going to do something mm-hmm. good and help someone out and and make this happen because you don't think it can happen. But you can't have a character just come out and say that. I mean, you can, <laughs> and it's epic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like to be clear, I'm I'm not saying like oh, characters should never have triumphant moments, but like there 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 is a there is a wink to the camera here that I just find insufferable, right? Like, like and 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 there's parts of this scene that I actually do quite like. There's the there's the part that I do really appreciate in this scene, which is. Like, like McGonagall has always been very um, supportive of Harry, but sort of like held him at arm's length, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just her personality. Yeah. She's very, she's very closed off and 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 proper. But this, the the part where she just tells him, "I will do everything in my power to help you, like become an or I will, like you know, I will, I will, I will teach you, like personally, if I have to." Like I thought that moment was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Like like that that's her opening up to Harry in a way she never has before uh in a, in a way that is like um you know also just being openly defiant to Umbridge. Like there's a there's a moment of like vulnerability like vulnerability and like tenderness there that I really like. And then it just keeps going and she keeps dunking on Umbridge and like they I guess they just have like a screaming match outside of the scene like harry just leaves like it's it just doesn't it it doesn't work yeah i I think that this is just like a good case of it it, like it cashes in the like cheap um like epic moment too early when i would have rather seen like a slow burn in character mcgonagall helps harry because she always has right like she is always yeah uh, like gone out of her way and she she isn't like that like super um i, I guess i like you're right she hasn't been like open and has kept harry at arm's length but like we have seen her like put him on the quidditch team even though he's a first she year bought him a broom, bought him a broom all, all, like all of this stuff so show us her doing that and getting that that triumphant character moment where she gets what she wants her own way um like mm-hmm. she always has but instead it just it just kind of feels cheap to me uh but that i mean a part of that is like is probably preference like i just i just yeah. i have a lot of fatigue from those those kinds of moments and um yeah and it, and it also just feels it's... like she doesn't win here right there's that too uh and which she she um uh, uh she i mean and, and like maybe maybe this will continue and maybe this will actually retroactively be a fairly interesting scene because like this is her uh reneging on like the thing she was telling harry about how to deal with umbridge mm-hmm. right like like don't don't give her what she wants don't you know keep quiet just let it um let it wash over you and, and she has like not done that here so like may, maybe there's like a a, a a like good payoff that this can build to in a later chapter. I just don't see that happening. Cause I'm pretty sure after this, we're, I think basically the rest of the book is like, uh, uh, t- time, time for shadow wars. Oh, hell yeah. 
And Grop. And yeah, don't forget Grop. I, I cannot, I cannot believe this chapter had like a single line like, don't forget about how Hagrid has mysterious don't. injuries. It's, 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 it feels threatening. That's the book pointing at me and like drawing a line across its throat. It's like, you know, this is fucking coming. Hey, I'm coming for you with this hey, Grop bullshit. Hey, you forgot Hagrid's all fucked up. Don't you, don't you even forget it for a second. Don't you even fucking forget. But before we get to that, we gotta talk about this serious and Lupin scene. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. And, and, and part of that, I think, is that the serious stuff has been so, so good. Like, my mm-hmm. favorite stuff. Every single conversation that he's had with another character, I've, like I've said it before, has has brought out, like, the best character drama and character tension moments. Um, Sirius arguing with Molly Weasley and showing a side of Molly Weasley that we haven't seen before. Um, and then also how Harry reacts to that happening is very interesting. And um, and his kind of conflict about Sirius, that building to Sirius's like conflict with Snape and and Harry wanting to be on Sirius's side, but Snape is is the one that like needs to to teach Harry Harry something that he 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 needs to know um the stuff about Sirius like saying that Harry isn't like his dad and Harry being pretty heartbroken about that but still wanting to like stand by him even Hermione's most interesting stuff has been Sirius related where she tries to tell Harry that he's kind of off off his rocker a little bit right Mm -hmm. and so for it all to culminate in this really disappointing scene where he just seems bizarre to me i can't even quite put my finger on why this was so disappointing to me this scene feels um like it was written not as a fireplace conversation Mm -hmm. and had to be transplanted elsewhere in the book because i do not buy for a single second that lupin would be sitting in Grimmauld place see harry's head appear in the fire and just be chill like like oh i'll go get serious hey what's you. up like yeah yeah like 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 lupin is obviously very close with harry but he is absolutely one his mentor and 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 also a much 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 more cautious person than Sirius. Uh, and this idea that, like, Sirius and Lupin would just, like, sit down to have this struggle sesh with Harry about his dad in, in, in this, in this bizarre scenario where Harry is, like, broken into an office to use the fireplace, where, like, any sane person, uh, even if they hadn't, you know, gotten the, the, like, the actual information that, like, Umbridge had given Harry that the, the, the network was being watched, would like probably assume the line was being watched right like like there's just no this to me is like up there with 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 snape leaving harry in his office unattended with just like this is not how these characters will behave ever definitely i i also um now that you've said that about this scene being transplanted from elsewhere i'm starting to wonder if that's why the mirror stuff feels so weird like if this Mm, was supposed mm -hmm. to take place at a different point in the book yeah yeah it just it just like like the the urgency of 
what this this story looks like on Harry's end, where like like you know Fred and George are are causing a diversion for him. Uh, he's he's broken into an office. He's risking everything to talk to to ask uh, a serious a burning question, versus the way that Lupin and Sirius are behaving, where they just sort of seem like uh, the characters who who appear on the main screen in a TNG episode to like tell Picard <laughs> what's going on that week. Right. Like it's yeah. it, like there's a real disparity between the urgencies here. This whole book feels like it was, it's just assembled in the wrong order um, because yeah. the, these so Sirius and Lupin in this scene act in the same way and are written in the same way to me as they do in their flashback scene, which yes, is yeah. at odds. I mean, because the way I read that originally last week, I was like, oh, it, they must be weird just because they're being written as weird teenagers. But then in this scene, that is how they acted. And I'm seriously wondering if these two scenes were some of the first ones written. Like mm. if the if the flashback sequence and then the like fallout were written way before. Or like in a different yeah or weren't touched in a rewrite or something but because because like there's part of me that's like that's almost a good thing because it's like i i like this idea of like like lupin and and sirius telling harry oh no we've changed but they're like behaving the same way they did in the memory except that doesn't work because we have seen lupin and sirius interacting and they don't they've not behaved like this in this book Right. So it's just inconsistent. It's not it, it's not like a like a scene where they they're lacking self-awareness and not realizing that they do still sort of behave the same way they did as teens around each other. It's like no, they don't. We've seen them interacting with each other a lot in Grimald Place and and they they've definitely matured. Uh, I, I feel like the and it also makes me wonder about the the pensive scene only because it felt so at odds with the stuff that was going on with Fred and George. But it also feels like such a like I feel like this is a scene both of these that that J.K. Rowling just could have had stuck in her mind, right? Like these yeah. are so like visceral and weird and and strangely strangely written that I I just wonder if they they were kind of like imagery in a conversation that really just was like stuck in there. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the stuff that I did like, and it's kind of few and far between, but I, I did appreciate like, and I touched on it a little bit earlier about how Harry um, is, is is seeing James and, and doesn't like, like what he sees. Um, but he's really, again, like not very focused on like the, the horrible, like, uh, like physical uh, torture of Snape acts that happen. <laughs> and as much as James being like big headed and he, and he routinely like keeps, keeps bringing this up in my, and my favorite moment for him as a character is when, when Sirius or Lupin, I can't remember which, cause they act the same, um, say like we were 15 and he, he rejects that and says, I'm 15. Yes. Um, that's, I that's really, really liked that moment. moment. That's a that's such a great line. I also really like I, I love that Harry is so hung up on uh like the really superficial aspects of, of James's obnoxiousness. Like mm-hmm. uh he he kept messing up his hair, said Harry in a pained voice. Like, oh, I can't <laughs> believe my dad was like messing around with his hair. And there's also like some lines about like, oh, he kept playing with that fucking snitch. And just like like that's the stuff that really bothered Harry. He's like, I'm not that. I'm not like that. Like, like I'm 
I'm not conceited and in, 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 in that sense that like that stuff I thought was quite funny. Yeah. And I, um, and I also like how that kind of reflects back to his character as much as I have made fun of and, and frankly don't like about how Harry tries to be like, or at least the book wants us to think that he's like a grizzled, like experience war veteran at this point, <laughs> there is a side of it that I do like, which is that he like, we, we know he's very good at Quidditch and, and, he, and he's pretty good at stuff generally, but he's very self serious right like that he's is, very that no nonsense a, yeah like he isn't very frivolous and doesn't even really think to be um and that's like a characterful moment of him also to be like i'm 15 and i hate that because i am very self-serious and not and not arrogant in that that specific way harry is so, harry 100 at 15 would be going on youtube and like posting on like either like classic rock or like classical music <laughs> youtube videos and going like i can't believe that no one else in my generation appreciates real music everyone <laughs> all all of the other students of hogwarts are busy busy listening to to justin bieber and and miley cyrus and and they can't appreciate uh uh brahms like i do absolutely he's he's absolutely like the you know other other kids have swag i have class uh (laughs) like 100 (laughs) percent yeah exactly yeah he's he's very very self-serious and i like you know it's funny but i think that is like very fitting for him here it's like the it's like the one like you say like it's the i think it's the one aspect of this like uh uh grizzled like rambo uh uh uh, like personality that he's cultivated that has kind of paid off really like and and i and i think that if this book has like even a little bit of smartness in it it will pay off with this moment of him realizing he's not he's not as smart as he thinks he is right, right because yeah. Sirius is going to die and it's going to be his fault so i'm i'm like holding on to just this like scrap of hope that the payoff here is going to be so yeah. good but yeah i i i think that this this scene otherwise like there's these few nuggets of really good moments but like uh, for one like you say like the way serious and lupin talk is very strange they are behaving the same way they did in the flashback like 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 they're using slang that they've never used before like Sirius is saying like oh we were burks and like like saying like nah and stuff which <laughs> he's never ever done before um uh i i don't know it's and it's too clean i think my my major major complaint with this is it is it it almost feels like a um i know that harry is not like satisfied completely with this with this conversation either Mm -hmm. but but so much of this feels like a uh a hasty like don't worry audience the marauders were still cool like 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 uh reassurance because it because they're like oh well we had an excuse for beating up uh beating up snape all the time and actually lily did like james and it all worked out like just like just just very clean like 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 all these things that you uh had had taken for granted previously that were called into question don't worry you can take them for granted again right like it just feels like a very 
clean sitcom reset to status quo almost i i can't even tell because i i totally see what you're saying but at the same time that feels so at odds and, and makes it it's so unsatisfying because the kinds of because our our brooding hairy moments in this chapter leading up to this conversation are so serious like there yeah. there, is a, there is a point where he he's like ruminating and being like i don't know why james and lily were together she hated him and and the the allegation or the thing that he's worried about and and even the way it's written is like he can barely stand to think of it because it's so horrible is like did james force lily to marry him and like that is a serious serious thing <laughs> like, like holy too, shit harry there's, there there that's there's there's almost i feel like a missed opportunity here to like have like like like, like there there's a version of this conversation in this storyline that i think that could have worked quite well which is like harry like thinking way too hard about it and getting way too worked up about like 15 year olds being shitty mm-hmm. right like 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 you know he he is completely unself-aware about like his own shitty behavior uh and and this idea that the first thing he leaps to when he sees like 15 year old james and lily not liking each other that much is oh my god uh, my dad, um, like my dad, forced Lily to marry him. Is <laughs> is such a is such a like, like he's catastrophizing in such a like outlandish way. There, like I almost wish that this had been either like Sirius and Lupin kind of like pulling beside me, like yeah, we were fucking dumb when we were fifteen, like you are, like 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 just sort of like 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 not making excuses for it and just being like yep no we i sucked when i was 15 or and this is what i really think is like the biggest missed opportunity here i if i was serious and i i was trying to connect with my with my like like godson or whatever that i hadn't seen like i went to prison like for for 12 years uh like on the false accusation that i you know i killed his dad or whatever uh uh the the idea that he would like ring me on the on skype (laughs) to say hey one time when you were 15 you seemed like kind of an asshole like if i was serious i would lose my fucking like harry just like digging up Sirius's old tweets and being like hey uh (laughs) You said something kind of problematic in 2009, dude. Like, I would have, like, if I were in serious shoes, I would be fucking pissed, right? Like, 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 Harry is just, has zero perspective here. But, you know, because he, you know, Harry is 15 and is behaving like kind of an idiot here, too. But, like, I, I, I wish that this had, like, caused an unnecessary rift between Harry and Sirius that would kind of, like, fester until they meet at the you know like the the, the the climactic battle scene or whatever when 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 Sirius dies right like there's a real missed opportunity for some drama here I feel I, I mean that that is what it feels like it should be building to because at every other moment where Sirius has had an opportunity to take a cheap shot and and I'm not saying that he wasn't like justified even in in feeling like at having a reaction where he felt like mad or um, yeah or whatever um 
he he has kind of taken the more immature route like there has never been a point where where he's had like an interaction with harry and he's taken the like adult path right right like, yeah like he's he, always he, taking the low he road he is gonna be the one to say like guess you're not like your dad after all and then harry harry calls him up with a call out post and he's not like i was in a torture prison and you are you're calling me out for bullying the kid who was in the same wizard Nazi club as the guy that put me in torture prison and killed your parents? Like what? Yeah. yeah like, like Sirius would have, there's ample like groundwork laid here for this to like be a real argument between the two of them. Yeah. Like, like Harry, Harry's just been like digging through his old, his old tweets found a problematic one like 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 pose like sent it to to Sirius and was like hey like uh you know I I I still have 15 mutuals with Sirius uh not sure what that's all about uh and (laughs) and like what (laughs) like Sirius is just chill I guess it's so bizarre Sirius I just canceled my dad <laughs> yeah, uh it's 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 just too clean a scene. Like 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 Lupin and 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 Sirius are just like listening to this and being like, "Yep, cool. Well, uh uh it's all fine. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Uh your dad whipped ass and and it was not problematic and and don't worry about it." And like that's just <laughs> sort of lame, I guess. Like just just a real I don't know. Just just a missed opportunity, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. And this is kind of a scene I was looking forward to just because the serious stuff has been really good. It's been so, so far. Strong. It's yeah. it's been it's been the good stuff in this book. So Yeah. Oh well. Well, we got one last thing to cover here. Some more uh, so this is a real epic chapter, huh? This is a real epic chapter. We've got Fred and George's uh right into the sunset, literally. Yeah, l- quite literally. Um, <laughs> 100 million percent literally. I, this this scene was really missing that portrait popping in and saying, damn, that was cool. <laughs> Did you you have to admit it? Those twins have style. Yeah. Um the the twins departure, they're they're off to become entrepreneurs. They're going to um be streaming on Mixer from now on. Um, <laughs> they're, le- they're leaving Hogwarts. They're leaving Twitch and they're they're streaming on Mixer now. Yeah. Very cool, Fred and George. Thank you. You have invented Ipecac, Roofies, a <laughs> swamp, and fireworks. And are now going on to open your own business. Thank you very much. Oh God. They I I'm so conflicted about this because I, I, <laughs> I, I, I do actually quite like how Fred and George have been in these chapters, mm-hmm. except for the fact that they are one just completely at odds with the rest of the story that is trying to be told here, which is like Harry is is so disillusioned with his uh, prankster dad and co right, right now. Yeah. And then Fred and George are just like straight up getting romanticized honestly this is the same this is the same as uh, muggles being the the stuffy old tories but also don't be racist against them in my racism Mm -hmm. metaphor and this this is like bullying after school special set uh, like but also pranks are direct action all (laughs) all in one it's both it's both it's so confusing like 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 they they just shoved montague into a locker 
Uh, okay, and- but is it is it deliberately trying? Because there's that in the very beginning, Harry's like thinking like, "Oh, my dad was such a jerk. I wouldn't act like that." even to my worst enemy and it like ends like dot 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 and is that dot 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 like fred and george shoved montague into a toilet or am i wrong am i just like am i just completely wrong i don't know i can't tell like like i fred and george at this point are just characters from a different story like like they just they they just don't fit into and like you know maybe that's why they're leaving hogwarts now because it's like well i don't know where the fuck to put these characters anymore because i'm also trying to say that uh that being mean to people is always wrong and and if you bully people they will they will turn into nazis so i guess just writing them off and giving them this this like epic send-off is is like an attempt to just get them out of the way of this like impending train crash but like it's already happened i i don't i don't know what what their characters are doing in this book or like what they're trying to say like it is are we supposed to think they're bad because they're being mean to montague and they're like not reaching across the aisle to slytherin like what's what's the deal what 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 are they yeah it's like is it is it supposed to be bad that they did that to montague but it's good that they did it to umbridge because that's direct action i i can't i can't tell i can't tell what's going on um but you know they're entrepreneurs so bullying is cool the the moral of order of the phoenix is bullying is cool if it's an it's an ugly woman you don't like right yeah but not if it's tom felton right very very cool and handsome and he's gonna have a waiter suit in the next movie um i'm trying to figure out if this is setting up draco malfoy's story at least from harry's like from where harry is sitting but i can't i I don't remember it well enough so i don't know no i i just i i I the the Fred and George leaving Hogwarts and saying rate comment subscribe and then Peeves salutes them mm, and so cool. they speed out of the open front doors into the glorious sunset really makes me feel like this is meant to be romantic right like this is this is a hundred percent pro fred and george's actions like they've right. all like like they they started off as the cool pranksters and they're ending as the cool pranksters here no self no no reflection no change in in character no 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 questioning of like whether or not they're bullies just off they go yeah there's, there's uh, even a line at the beginning of this chapter that i forgot to bring up where where harry says like not even fred and george would do something like james and and sirius did right we just saw it in the last chapter yeah we one we saw in the last chapter but also like 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 this has been a consistent thing like 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 they they traumatized dudley too right like they roofied first years (laughs) yeah they're psychos they're they're horrible people unfortunate which is again kind of uh, an unfortunate byproduct because like i want to really like them like i like the prankster bros but like i mean i think that's the thing is like the 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 moral underpinnings of this story i don't i don't think that you and i kind of buy right like like it it is a a like liberal vision that is tinged with the like 
you know, don't 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 bully anyone, or they'll become a Nazi and 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 join join Voldemort, right. which I like. I I don't I don't like that. Um, no. But the story, well, it's like not even consistent. Like it doesn't even know. It waffles about what it's even trying to say. Yeah. With these characters, which is just truly baffling. <laughs> No, like, like if 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 Sirius and Lupin and Fred and George both came out to to Harry and just said like, "Oh yeah, uh, we're 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 insanely mean to actual Nazis, right?" Like, like if 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 uh, if if they were just like, if Fred and George were like going around and like, uh, 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 like that would be <laughs> fine. That would be great. I'd love I'd love them for that. But like, that's not what this book is, right? Like. This is this is one hundred percent supposed to be a like can't we all just get along story? So it just feels very confused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it just it doesn't know what it wants to what it wants to say, uh, and it keeps on mixing like political and social metaphors in really awkward ways. Like, like it just it 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 can't decide what it wants to be, and it and it it's very much suffering for that. But over like. I, I feel like I've been really negative on this chapter and I do have a lot of like negative feelings about it, but I, I did really enjoy parts of it mostly for the fact that like, I just enjoy it whenever we get some like mundane Hogwarts world, world building. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's some cute stuff. in there. there's, there's, there's some, some there's stuff. some, there's some good, there's some good stuff. Yeah. There's some okay it's, stuff it's in here. N- nowhere near as much as a disaster as like the, the Dumbledore shit, but it is still, it's still epic. Th- this, <laughs> still epic and still confused as to like what what it's trying to be i think um, for sure and and it's just it like I, I i just like turned the page here and i just saw that the next chapter's grop and like just felt that like yeah don't icy, forget i see spine tingling shiver going down my back so let's i think we should take a break uh uh so i can so i can shake this 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 negative vibe off and and we can talk about some career advice sounds great hello and welcome back uh I feel like so far we have we've done all the Harry Potter stuff we have discovered our patronus mm-hmm. we've been sorted into our house subsequently created a new house and Mm -hmm. joined that Mm -hmm. um we discovered what our what our wand is um but we haven't picked a career that's right we're in we're in book five we're in we're in the fifth year uh so i guess it's time yeah we need to we need to, to 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 straighten out and figure out what we're what we're doing with our wizard selves Right, exactly. Um, so I, I think this is going to be a good combo because this is not only um, us picking our, our wizard careers, um, but it's also going to be where we can learn about some new lore. We <laughs> love we love the lore. Um, we love and lore. I, and I have a list uh, provided by the Harry Potter wiki um, of careers in the wizarding world. And, and since it's from the Harry Potter wiki, you know this is 100% canon uh expertly sourced and and <laughs> definitely real 
100% accurate. Um, certainly not at all based on just wild speculation based on no information whatsoever. Um, I'm taking this as the canon list of all the careers that exist in the Harry Potter world. And we're starting right here at the top. And remember, we are considering these as our career paths. You can't change your mind, just like in the real world. You know, you choose your career uh, in 10th grade and, and that's it. Um, so number one, you may want to consider becoming an activist. Oh, that's a very lucrative career, I hear. Very lucrative. Um, many members of the wizarding world work as activists, often in addition to other jobs. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, notable <laughs> activists include Hermione Granger and Carlotta Pinkstone. Let's see. Carlotta Pinkstone... Uh, famous campaigner for lifting the International Confederation of Wizards Statute of Secrecy and telling muggles that wizards exist. Are you looking at this picture of her? Uh, it's beautiful. Where the what fuck is it did this from? come from? Why are there? Mo- there are three pictures of her here. This is a notable character. Yeah. She was the wizard of the month on J.K. Rowling's official site. Oh. Ah, she's on a chocolate frog card uh and and uh her name may be a reference to the famous british feminist emmeline pankhurst mm-hmm. wow okay well there that's mm, there's we're learning so much already on the first one there is also a notable goblin activist erg the unclean ah uh, that's that's a character for his that involvement was... In the 18th century goblin rebellions, which we don't get to hear about because Harry is not interested. He's not interested in politics or history. Um, <laughs> but that's definitely a character that was uh, uh, made and uh, written in good faith. Uh, Erg the Unclean, the goblin activist. Yeah, absolutely. So that one doesn't sound like a very, like, I mean, maybe a very lucrative career. Path, yeah, I mean, seems, but a noble one, a noble one, but but not I, I don't I don't know what classes you'd have to take for active activism. Uh, like, why didn't Harry show up in that 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 um that meeting and say I want to be an activist? That's a good point because it's kind of what he's doing. Right? Yeah, he's already doing that. I guess he already knows how. He doesn't need to take any classes. <laughs> he's he's got it done. He needs another job. Okay, our second job on the list is alchemist. Ah, um, I guess that's pretty uh, pretty uh, self explanatory, but it's pretty cool. Uh, it's so so you know obviously Nicholas Flamel from the first book, but it says right it does say here that Albus Dumbledore and Draco Malfoy. I feel like I heard like I think that there's some sort of like cursed child lore about Draco Malfoy being into alchemy. Oh, you know what? No, we totally did read about this in the cursed child thing <laughs> because because this was this what we were talking about how he was using it to to bring back copies of uh of um point point break to people, I think. This is this the we we've definitely encountered his uh his his weird um alchemy thing because he because he uh he collects dark artifacts still oh right yes he does but it's just because they're interesting yeah he's yeah not not political just interesting right very cool draco um would you consider a career in alchemy if you were a a wizard or um i don't think i would because the thing is alchemy was like the search for the philosopher's stone and nicholas famel kind of did that so i feel like I feel like they've got it covered. 
right? They've like, got it covered. Like someone yeah, did. Yeah, I mean, it. you don't you don't take the classes at Hogwarts, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like like you, you. I feel like once an, an alchemist has achieved uh, 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 making a philosopher's stone, I think that that's sort of like it for alchemy. Like like it's it's, it's solved problem maybe sure yeah um i'm trying to remember what nicholas Flamel did in the move the film crimes of grindelwald uh he was very old and mm. he had a a book that he opened up and had a skype call with the president of american wizards i think very cool they hang um, out- our next yeah. career Mm-hmm. Oh. Our next career is Arithmancer. Ah. Arithmancer. Arithmancer. Yeah, Arithmancer. Arithmancers specialize in arithmancy, the art of predictions using numbers. Notable Arithmancers include Bridget Wenlock, who discovered the magical properties of the number seven. Oh, shit. Oh, again, <laughs> again, not considering this career because she's done it. She f- She figured out that seven was important. What else is there? Maybe they still need to figure out all the other numbers. Are there other important numbers? That's just, just one. Seven? I mean, it might just be seven. I, I feel like this might be a career for me because I do like math. Mm-hmm. And if this is like math, magic math, then that then that's maybe maybe kind of high on my list here. There was some, a line in this book that I forgot, that I, I underlined and like forgot to bring up back when we were talking about it in the Christmas chapter. Mm-hmm. Which is that Harry bought Hermione a book on numerology. Which oh yeah, which I one I I don't know if 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 this book like I don't know if arithmancy and numerology are the same thing in the Harry Potter universe. It sounds like they might be if if uh, Bridget discovered the magical properties of the number seven. Um, and I'm very surprised that Hermione likes it. Because that is complete divination woo-woo stuff. Uh, but I guess there's math, so it's good. I, I'm very confused by that. It is very confusing, especially because it, it is kind of back to the what the difference is between divination and they also have an astrology class, don't they? Y- yes. Yep. I, I don't know if it's called astrology or astronomy, but presumably they are doing magic based on the position of the planets, right? Yes. Uh-huh. I think I think that's correct. It seems inconsistent. Um, the next one that we have to consider—it's kind of a long list. So I got to be moving along. Yeah. Is artists? Ah, now this one. Many witches and wizards work as artists. Notable artists include the experimentalist painter Magenta Comstock and Roderick Plumpton. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you mind opening the Magenta Comstock one in a tab and telling me if you notice anything weird about the picture they have for her? Let me see. Um, <laughs> What's going on there? Okay, so I'm going to try to describe it. Um, it looks about the quality of um, early 2000s clip art. Yeah. Um, it, is a, it is a woman with a black bob and like thick 
bangs mm-hmm. and she she's she's facing the camera directly uh she she has one of her arms like crossed over uh and she's kind of like holding her chin you mm-hmm. know a little bit of, a little bit of thinking emoji going on uh, and there's a paintbrush in the hand that that's by her face um and to the right of her head is two <laughs> floating disembodied eyeballs what's going on there uh what's i, I mean <laughs> So the text says Magenta Comstock was an experimental artist whose portrait's eyes not only follow the viewer around the room, but also follow them home. Oh, okay. Cool. What a cool art. Okay, I'm mm, I'm leaning towards this in my career if I can do absolutely insane shit like that. Sure. It looks like the it looks like the eyes in the picture were rendered in 3D. Yeah, that's the thing. It looked they looked like part of a different image. Like they didn't look like they were supposed to be there to me. They look like the, I, they look like they someone I, left a layer turned on and like I I really appreciate this idea. Like that little blurb is very cute. The picture is crazy. Now, now do you think there's no citation here? Do you think that no. the picture has the eyeballs and someone extrapolated this idea that they're supposed to be there and and obviously they're eyeballs that follow you home? Or do you think that, that those eyeballs are there intentionally? Because to me... We might never know. To me, that the, looks like the someone... The citation... Yeah, the citation is the old J.K. Rowling website that is now gone. Uh, yeah, because to me, this drawing really looks like uh, someone drew the eyes on a separate layer and like then, uh, uh, you know, meant to put them like behind the, the like the body layer and then forgot to turn it off or something. Um, especially because if you click on it, the image is transparent. You brought, okay, what the fuck? What's going on? There? I, don't, mm, I don't I don't know. I don't know about this one. Uh, so I, th- I think you should consider that yeah. that um, career for sure. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I have I have Muggle artist career knowledge, so so I might I might I might settle into that one decently. What's the next one? Uh, athletes, athletes in the wizarding world may compete in sports like dueling or Quidditch. I did not realize dueling was a sport. I guess it's like fencing, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Phileas Flitwick is a notable dueler, and Victor Crumb a, no- a notable professional Quidditch player boring i don't think we're gonna be athletes the next on our list is aurors um hopefully this little blurb will clear up our confusion aurors in the wizarding world apprehend criminals oh this doesn't help at all it doesn't help at all after that it's authors uh i'm just skipping past aurors because we have talked way too much about yeah, them no we- um no, can't even go there. Authors, authors in the wizarding world write both instructional and entertaining texts. Oh, Exa- examples include Miranda Goshawk and Gilderoy Lockhart. Some authors, like Miranda Goshawk and Percival Pratt, were poets. Oh, okay. Um, I, you know, I, I, I like writing. I think writing, you know, reading and writing—that's that's some exciting stuff. Uh, but you know, that's sort of like a, a career that 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 muggles can do too and i'm really my eyeballs are floating down the page here to the next one can we move on to this next one please because i am i'm vibrating right yeah anticipation here we're we're like really looking for our wizard careers i'd really like a wizard career i know i know you'd like a wizard career so you might consider this career um breeders oh word Mm, oh mm -hmm. oh worm (laughs) breed what's up what's up harry potter wiki 
uh, yeah, it's like, what What do you do? Oh, I'm a breeder. Oh, I'm a breeder. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Breeders care for and breed one or more magical creatures. Examples incru- include Rubius Hagrid. Did you know Hagrid was a breeder? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just a little fun fact about Hagrid, um, who crossbreeds manticores and fire crabs to create blasted scroots, and Arabella Fig, who breeds measles. <laughs> <laughs> cool i have no commentary for that um but the next one i think we might be well suited for um we could consider becoming wizard broadcasters oh shit wizard podcasters wizard podcasters on the wizarding wireless network hell yeah hell yeah i mean that's what we're doing so i don't think there's anything more to really say there that is yeah that's our career uh, the the it says they often work for the popular wizarding wireless network so you know if we can we get on there is that now is that like a network where you have to do, like do we have to do ad reads on that network like like we gotta start shilling for casper mattresses or 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 uh you know anything like that or or can we just keep on doing our our is there wizard patreon can we just keep on doing that yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, I, I guess we'll have a lot more of that kind of content once we get to books six and seven when Fred and George um, do some podcasting of their own. That's right. Podcasters and entrepreneurs, what can't they do? <laughs> They're doing both. Curse breakers typically work for Gringotts, although some do contract work as a freelancer. Mm. Curse breakers have been employed at Gringotts since at least the 16th century. Bill Weasley works as a curse breaker. What does freelancing mean? Is that where someone hires you to go and do some tomb raiding? I, yeah, like are are they in competition? Is like the is the wizard economy like at odds with like private uh, uh, tomb raiders? What's going on there? What is going on there? Yeah, I'm a little, hmm, I'm a little suspicious about all that stuff, but, uh, but, but yeah, so I'm, I don't think that's the career for me. Definitely not. No, but how about entertainer? Ah, that's like a, that's like a, a acoustic podcaster. Right. I, I mean, this has, this is kind of like a long blurb, but I just want to say that the only entertainment I know of in the wizarding world, other than like the weird sisters band is wizard broadway and then this blurb also mentions the wizard circus there's wizard, yeah there's wizard circus there's wizard broadway there's as you have have noted before there's the weird sisters which basically are a band that covers wheels on the bus right <laughs> like like what what is there it says acting and comedy are viable professions in this blurb there are, but like, there are some alleged wizard comedians <laughs> Oh, what? okay. Uh, Although, dur- no, not really, because it says notable actors and comedians. Although I guess they could act in comedy. But I, what, what, what are they about? Well, one of them is named Derwent Shimpling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a wizard comedian who once ate an entire venomous tentacula on a bet. Uh, and though he survived, his skin was left purple, which sounds to me less like he's a comedian and more like he is just like wizard jackass like he's he's like wizard jackass but also the blue man group (laughs) oh shit he's both that might be the funniest thing he did yeah he's is yeah he wait a second hold on during the 1993 to 1994 school year at hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry a portrait of him guarded a secret room the password to enter was tummy butt Hmm. that must be from a video 
game, I'm guessing, because that's certainly not what we have ever seen in this. That's just lore. All right. Well, Derwent Derwent Shimpling. Hello, I'm Derwent Shimpling, and this is Jackass. Uh, That's quite a career, for sure. That is, but it seems like he kind of is already that. You know, yeah, he's, like you, he, can't, I, you can't also not, be that. Yeah, I'm not going to eat any plants uh, to to like own anyone. I, I'm, I'm cool with just eating plants to live and not for comedy, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe, you know, we talked about comedy, but how about a more serious career? Our next on the list is Executioner. <laughs> cool. How many do they need? Executioners are employed by various ministries for state-sanctioned executions of beasts and criminals. Executioners include Walden McNair and Bernadette. Oh, Bernadette is the woman. From, I just like click this. She's the woman who. Oh, uh, no, I was like, tries... I, thought, I thought it was gonna be like a chocolate frog video game thing, but it's fucking Fantastic Beasts. Execution it's Fantastic Chamber. Beasts. It's it's the lady who keeps telling uh, Tina to get into the death pool. Right. I great. I don't want that job. You don't want that job? No, it's a little depressing for me. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, how about being a farmer? A, a simple life. Um, farmers raise magical plants like the trees raised by Rowan Kana's family for use in wands and broomsticks. Uh, country witches make do. The next on our list is food service. <laughs> I'm not sure how i mean i guess like if you uh, this one is like it's like food service um oh most of the witches and wizards who work in food services seem to be the landlords and landladies of their establishments including florian fortescue and hannah abbott waiters can also be hired for parties this was done for slughorn's 1996 christmas party and the wedding of bill and fleur weasley i'm assuming the reason that they aren't laborers is because it's all slave labor it's all slave labor however i will say i take uh, i take a little umbrage with uh, saying that florian fortescue was a landlord i think he just I think he just made <laughs> ice cream. I don't think there's anything Did he in there. Just own a store? He's an entrepreneur. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't. I I don't think that he like owned that building. Uh, and and I, I think that he. I think that he just made ice cream. It's yeah. It's an odd detail that is not cited, but do, we do, must believe it. Does the Harry Potter wiki think that? Uh, uh, if you are in a building, if you if you like live in a building, you are the landlord. Does does he have like apartments also in the building that he rents? Yeah, is, is yeah is he is he like in charge of that block of of Diagon Alley? Like if if so, why is he serving ice cream? That why seems is like it, why is it the two landlords? are in food service and it's Florian Fortescue and Hannah Abbott. Is Hannah Abbott, isn't Hannah Abbott a kid at the school? Yeah, maybe it's a cursed child. Oh, she became landlady. Okay. Oh, she became landlady of the Leaky Cauldron. Again, not what a landlord is. Is this, does the wizarding world not have actual landlords? Being the proprietor of an inn is not the same thing as being a landlord. Who's, who's writing these? Uh, the esteemed editors of the Harry Potter wiki, of course. <laughs> You're right. I can't. I can't. I can't argue with those credentials. How about becoming a groundskeeper? Ah, Hagrid is a groundskeeper. Also, the Chudley Cannons have a groundskeeper. <laughs> <laughs> just, do, just do. Those examples. are the two. Those are the two groundskeepers. There aren't any more. So I, I think that those. I think that all those jobs are taken. Is that why they keep losing? 
like 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 you know like normally normally it's like okay quidditch team has has uh two chasers two beaters a seeker and a keeper but uh the chudley cannons they don't have a keeper they just have a groundskeeper who like can't get up on the broom and so like the, oh, the goals shit. open all the time he's on the ground oh, the shit. whole time Bolts. Yeah, the keeper is on the ground <laughs> You can't you can't make saves if you're on the ground. They didn't that's get him right. a broom. That's that's a big that's a big bummer for them. That's a mistake. They should really try and get get someone who can fly to 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 take that role from. from yeah, him. but that doesn't seem like a very good job after all. So let's not take that. Um, no. How about being a headmaster? Oh, <laughs> that, that just career that you can just 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 beeline straight they, towards. They oversee magical schools. <laughs> There, well, as far as we know, there are five, like four or five wizard schools, and it seems like they are pretty set for their headmasters. So I, I don't know if I can. I don't know if that's a that's a ring I need to throw my hat into. You know, right, right. Can you imagine if Harry sat down in his meeting with McGonagall and was like, "I want to be the headmaster. <laughs> I want to run this joint." <laughs> uh, how about a herbologist? They study oh, magical what... plants like Neville and. Pomona Sprout. This one could be kind of cute, I think. Um, however, I think there's a problem here. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mrs. Sprout is one. And then we have uh, guess, guess the main Prickle. Mm, sure. And I'm a little worried that like a requirement for being a successful herbologist is having a plant adjacent last name. Oh, which I right. don't have, unfortunately. So I might not be qualified for this job. I mean, Neville doesn't have a plant adjacent last name. Isn't Longbottom a kind of plant? Is it? Isn't it like a tea? It's a it's a Longbottom. I thought it was just a funny name. I mean, it is, it is a funny name, but I, I, I swear to God, Longbottom is like the name of like a weed or something. Maybe I'm completely wrong. It could be absolutely 100% wrong here. Well, I can't find anything because every 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 Google result for Longbottom is uh, is uh, Matthew Lewis got hot. So right. Yeah, not that's helpful. it's very popular. Uh, you might consider being a historian. You can study now, wizarding history and may also perform archaeology because I guess those aren't separate things. <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, uh, this one I would kind of be into. I think this is this sounds like a good, a cool job. Uh, every time they've talked about how boring Professor Binz's class is, it sounded awesome to me. So that seems good. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not much of a history buff, so I'm not sure if that one's really for me. Um, but the next one is Inventor, uh, which, of Ooh, course, include entrepreneur Bowman Wright, inventor of the Golden Snitch. And of course, Fred and George Weasley, proprietors of Weasley's Wizard Weasley's. Now, why are they proprietors and not <laughs> They're landlords? They're not landlords. <laughs> the, the, landlords. the landlords, Fred and George Weasley. Yeah, they they are not the they are not the estate holders of Weasley's Wizard Weezes. It's very interesting to me that they are not the landlords. <laughs> hmm. I don't really have any good inventions. Um, you could be a no. journalist, though. Nah. So so we have what we have Rita Skeeter, uh, who is a bad journalist, and then we have Xenophilius, who is also a, a bad journalist. So are there like any good? like it seems like like the wizarding world might just need like a good normal journalist who can like write the news good yeah so, maybe but but it also maybe feels like harry potter is about how journalists are bad which certainly um isn't 
a concerning <laughs> thing now in 2019. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, God. One day we, I, I can't wait for us to get into like the way back machine of JK Rowling's website where she had that whole section about how, how much she hated journalists because they, because they, they said that her house was too big. That was, a good I one. forgot that we have that whole website to dive into. It is, it is waiting for us. It is, it is, it is ready and waiting and full of so much bizarre content. Oh, that's really exciting. So we, hey, that's us doing journalism. We are journalists. We are wizard journalists. So we're already, we're, we're, we're journalists and broadcasters. We're, we're kind of multi-classing here. That's really impressive. Um, maybe we could consider another thing to multi-class into um, a legislator. This seems like a good one. I, I would like some legislators in the wizarding world who could maybe take a look at the whole slavery thing that's legal there. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that has a lot of like crossover with activism as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, those act those activist legislators. Ew, gross. Right. right Ugh, yeah. They're bringing politics into their le- legislation. Um, this also seems to say that the Wizen Gamut, which I thought was the Supreme Court, is also legislature. Oh, well, I guess I guess they're 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 making the laws and also uh, 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 judging them. Huh. Which is interesting. Do you want to be a zoologist? That one. You know what? Yeah, that would be kind of fun. Uh, Newt Scamander is 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 OK, I guess. But uh, but I you know, there's some cool animals out there I wouldn't mind hanging out with. Yeah, I think my problem with this would be that I get too sad about like sad animal stuff. I have a hard time mm. facing the realities of nature. Yeah. So, so, so I like to like appreciate them. I'd, I'd definitely be like, oh, nifflers are cute, but I don't want to see them like, you know, cannibalize their their babies or whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, you don't want you don't want to have to like put down a, a sick niffler. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. The next thing on our list is just ministry. Oh. Just, just the different from legislature and order and all that stuff. In Britain, many witches and wizards are employed at the Ministry of Magic across various ministry departments, such as the Department of Magical Accidents and Catastrophes. I also feel like Executioner could be under this one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most of these seem to seem to like all dovetail into ministry jobs. Honestly, the next one is Monster Hunters. Oh, I've heard those are good games. I've not played one. Yeah, I get too sad for the monsters. This is kind yeah. of going back to the the zoologist thing. <laughs> uh-huh. I watched a bunch of footage of the new Monster Hunter game that's now not new, Monster Hunter World, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I like that cute little cat companion. Maybe I should play this game. And then I watched one murder of a monster, and I was like, I'm so sad for it. Like the the <laughs> graphics, they're so good. It's so realistic. Yeah. So I don't the think I could be a, a monster much. hunter. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't think I will be doing this job. Um, that's that's not for me, for sure. So I feel like we're already qualified for this next one, which is Muggle Expert. And yes. I'm a little bit side eyeing the description of this one, which is Muggle Experts study the behaviors of muggles. Uh, mm, mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Uh, you could you could just like talk to a like a muggle-born student, maybe like wizards, or maybe a muggle also or a muggle, yeah, or a muggle if if like like you know they they maybe should reconsider this weird divide between muggles and wizards that never gets resolved in these books for some reason. But you know, as yeah. as as you do, uh, 
how about becoming a personal assistant? Oh, now that's a career. <laughs> now, I, you know, a personal assistant, you can be that in the muggle world for sure. Um, but what if you could be a wizard personal assistant? A wizard's personal assistant. What, what could a wizard's personal assistant possibly do that magic could not? Here's the things that you would get to do if you were a wizard personal assistant to a wizard. Mm. Um, you would be able to send their mail via owl. Okay. Um, you would be able to help Gilderoy Lockhart sign his fan mail. Okay, I'm on board. Um, you would have to flu call various appointments to cancel them or reschedule them. Um, okay, not maybe. Yeah, I could do that probably. Flu do, doing it by flu network. I just couldn't. I just get the owl to do it. Um, it seems to be interchangeable, but like maybe okay. you just want to talk in person, like, yeah. you know, you, you need to really, really hammer, hammer out those details. Um, yeah. you, that's all I can think of. Those aren't particularly, you're using magic, but like, it's not really a unique kind of wizard job. No, that this just seems like being a normal personal assistant. Yeah. Um, how about this next one, um, that I'm really interested in? You could be a philanthropist. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. And now if you're like, hmm, what's that? Uh, philanthropists provide financial support for a variety of causes. Lucius Malfoy was known for using his philanthropy to obtain political influence. <laughs> ah, I see. Ooh, very good. Uh, that's what a good guy Lucius Malfoy was. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, good good example. Honestly, maybe accidentally the best example of, of philanthropy is to, it, is to point out. It's very funny. The, the, the evil guy used it to wield uh, uh, political influence he shouldn't have. Sure, yeah. Uh, I feel like you kind of have to get rich doing one of these other careers per, yeah, and I, then become a philanthropist. Can I get a loan to be a philanthropist? Yeah. I um, need to give away a lot up, of money. Maybe take up some freelance curse breaking. Yeah. And then you can maybe give away some of the your, your ill-gotten get, and gains. And get political influence uh, to make it legal to uh, raid more tombs. Right, exactly. Um, Perfect. Or, or you could become a philosopher. Ah, yes. I mean, I don't know if that's... Is that like a career that like is taking, you know, open positions? Like, ah, we really need some philosophers. I mean, like philosophy is, is in very interesting and, and, and you know... But this just seems like author adjacent to me. Yeah. So there are two examples here. One is a, a someone that wrote a theory of magic textbook. And the other one is a goblin philosopher once identified money as the root of all happiness. Let's move on to the next one, because that's. Mm. <laughs> or you could be a photographer. <laughs> Photographers in the wizarding world often record events for publication like Bozo for the Daily Prophet. Oh, or for Bozo. Personal, Bozo, My... Bozo the photographer. We oh, all remember Bozo. We all remember Bozo. He. Uh, oh, okay. I've opened the thing. I do remember him vaguely happen appearing in the movie, but I don't know if I knew his name was Bozo. You know, Peeves didn't make it in the movie, but Bo Bozo did. Bozo made it. In the... <laughs> That's a good point. Made it into the film. Um, and, and there's also, of course, Adrian and Colin Creevy. Oh, who died? Right. Yeah. So I guess there's like a yeah, maybe maybe there's like a shortage of photographers because they're both fucking dead. So yeah, got, so, got some openings. Oops. Yeah. Would you like to be a physician or healer? Um, That's a job that I think is very important, but probably one that I couldn't do. Yep. Same here. Um, you yeah. could be a politician. 
now we're talking that's different from a legislator politicians are elected officials who seek to influence government oh thank you harry potter wiki oh of course ah, i see that the, the minister for magic is a politician uh and so is seraphina pickery so yes as, as so they there are two examples of politicians here are the prime minister and the president <laughs> have, have you considered becoming the president <laughs> that's my career i guess i guess hermione did, like maybe in hermione's career advice meeting she was like i want to be the president i want to become the president and, and mcgonagall says well i'm very sorry i can't help you with that because I've already promised Harry that I will do everything in my power to make him a cop. Wait, what if what if there was just like an identical scene that Hermione had there and Umber just sitting in the room and she's like, oh, that girl can't be president. And, and McGonagall like stood up and was like, I will do everything in my power to make make Hermione Granger the president. <laughs> oh, my God. Is yeah. Is Umber sitting in on all of these or was it just Harry's? I don't know. Is Was McGonagall like Hermione's like campaign manager? Oh, fuck. Do you think? I'm just chilling here in Hogsmeade. Right. Yeah, uh, this is this is this is new lore. I can't I didn't think about like what else was going on in the career advice thing. She had to do that for every member of her house. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Didn't think about that. You could become a potioneer. Is that like the Lumineers? Is that like that band? Mm-hmm. Is that am yep. I going to be in a shitty, a shitty folk yeah, band? So it's yep, it's the wizard version of the Lumineers. <laughs> I'm making a potion. Hey, so that's what you choose. That's yeah. There we go. Perfect. Um, you could be a proprietor. Oh, um, I heard so much. Which meant. Many of the businesses in the wizarding world are owned by a sole proprietor or a family and make or provide only one product or service. <laughs> oh, I've identified a problem with the wizarding world. These op- these businesses usually operate out of shops in Wizarding London or Hogsmeade. Wait a minute. I'm just scrolling back up here, just making sure we didn't. Okay, so landlord was not a job on here no i guess if you're a proprietor you're also a landlord (laughs) is that how wizard housing works like if you own a business i mean is it like you also have to rent out space because you're a (laughs) landlord and proprietor of florian fortescue's ice cream shop do you do you have serfs i know you do you have house elves shit fuck it is this is it, it is you are a landlord no matter what you do I guess we are going to need more executioners. Anyway, <laughs> um, Quidditch. You could you could be a groundskeeper. Oh, I was about to say that's the same as the same as uh, as athlete, but but there's other jobs around the sport of Quidditch. Right. You could be a Quidditch reporter. Um, you could be a Quidditch coach. You could be a Quidditch commentator. A Quidditch mm. manager. Would you like to own a Quidditch team? Oh, I, I'd be the landlord of the Quidditch team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ginny Weasley works as a Quidditch player and reporter. I'm seeing here, I, n- mm. not at the same time, presumably. No, I no, I wouldn't think so. That would feel. I think that might be a conflict. So wait, I just realized. So so Ginny Ginny's a Quidditch player for a while and then becomes a reporter. Hmm. So Ginny Weasley is is like is like she she lives the life of like the ESPN. Like when Shaq is on ESPN or Charles Barkley. <laughs> 
she's yeah. on like one of like the talking heads shows where they just yell at each other about sports for a while Definitely. like former players that sounds fantastic honestly i want to see some of that oh for sure for sure but that does that does make um make that like harry potter Ginny weasley power couple was like co- like elite cop and sports reporter <laughs> what a fucking nerd couple Ugh. right Oof. I only have two more jobs left. Oh, the uh, we're running out of jobs. Well, okay. Well, you know, I I I, I think I might be pretty set on what I want to be, but but let's hear what the other ones are. Um. Yeah, you might not have considered security guard. Oh wait, is that? Different? I think Sturgis Podmore might have been a security guard. Oh, that's right. Sturgis Podmore. Yeah, he stood outside of a door for a while. That's basically being a security guard. Security guards are employed by the Ministry of Magic as well as by Gringotts. In Harry's fifth year, there is a pamphlet for a job training security trolls. Oh. Can I be a security troll? No, I don't think so. I think I have to start a little earlier for that. I think I might have to already be a troll. Right, yeah. I feel like the job where you train security trolls is different than being a security guard. Right, you're, yeah, I think, I think you're probably too busy training the trolls to guard anything at that point those might be two different careers yeah absolutely um the last job on our list here is a translator oh um i mean i i I remember a little bit of spanish but like other than that i don't know if i'm that qualified for this one translators in the wizarding world may work from runes to a modern language as hermione granger did with the tales of beetle the bard or be commissioned to create appropriate terminology in a new language which uh, was to create equivalent terms for Quidditch in French. Oh, the what? new language of French. What? What? <laughs> the Archibald Binbon and Boniface <laughs> Tubu. Okay, what are what are they up to? Uh. Uh, this Committee is in of French. experts in charge of the translation of the originally British Quidditch terms into French. Why didn't they just say le coiffure? This individual is only mentioned in the French translation of Quidditch through the ages. Uh, Appearances, Quidditch through the ages, French version only. Oh my god! That's so good! They made up new characters to explain the French localization? That is is some powerful lore. That fucking rules. Boniface Tobo. Boniface, yeah, Boniface Tobo. That's wonderful. Uh, and and Archibald Binbon. Bienbon. These guys rule. These are my new favorite characters. We need I need to work them into into our um our Sturgis Podmore uh, and uh, Augustus Rookwood fanfic. Absolutely, but I think that um Archibald Bienbon's name is just Archibald Good Good. <laughs> that good good Archibald. <laughs> I'm, sm- I'm smoking on that good, good Archibald. Good. That's 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 good, good stuff. That's some good, good lore. <laughs> what a good, good website uh, uh, the Harry Potter wiki is. Yeah, we that's... learned a lot. I think these are all the jobs. We learned a lot. We've got all the jobs. And and I think we are probably ready to make our decision and uh, and take it to the close. What do you say? Yeah, I think so. 
All right. Well, our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can check them out on Bandcamp. I guess if they were in the Wizarding World, their career would probably also already be musician. That that that's that seems pretty clear cut. Uh, you can find us on Patreon, which I guess makes us broadcasters slash entertainers. And you mm-hmm. can find lots of great content from us there. Uh, we have uh, a, a new episode uh, talking about the movie The Craft, which uh, if you've not seen it, one good movie, you should watch it. And uh, then you should give us a little bit of money and listen to our episode about it, uh, as well as all the other fantastic bonus content we have. And Liz, what are we reading next week we're reading chapter 30 it's called grop <sighs> it's chapter 30 and it's called grop it's we're chapter reading the... 30 and it's called grop we're reading the grop chapter uh yeah well i'm excited for that um to get us you know to distract us from from the excitement, I think we probably should kill Umbridge. What do you say? Absolutely, and I, I would say that the author of this great fanfic is—I mean, their career is is author slash executioner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hands down, you got it. All right. Well, this is number twenty-three. Uh, foolproof way to kill Umbridge: one, when she attempts to stare you down or up, she's short. Stab her eye with your wand. This then continues. This is a little gruesome. Uh, Two, pull out your muggle gun. Three, (laughs) shoot her in the head. (sighs) That is an execution. Four, throw her body in the lake so the merpeople may eat her with their sharp teeth. Five, return to school and try to look confused. Read ecstatic with everybody else when she doesn't show up for class oh so this is just this is this is murder this is this is just a gangland execution that they that they are proposing uh pull out my muggle gun (laughs) pull out your muggle step two pull out your muggle gun is a really good sentence got some good eye gore before that but then gotta pull out my really unnecessary really i think you could probably just use the gun you don't need you don't need the wand part probably yeah it's got a a little bit of a little bit of gorehouse flavor to it yeah a little a little just just a little something extra to to really hammer the point home flute piano of course has a a follow-up comment here yeah our partner in crime uh step five which was uh return to the school and try to look confused uh mm. step five won't work we won't look confused we'll be laughing maniacally because she's dead she's dead oh praise merlin she's dead yeah i have no idea but that was fun xd xd is right xd is right well you are probably thinking why do you hate the grop chapter so much and all i can say is Please read another book. Please read another book. Dream, but there's a lady there. Makes ocean rolls seem tame. But know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.